you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. It's Matt Michaels, Sensei Steve, and Simon Street here on the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. And welcome to Three Counts, where we pick three topics going on in the world of professional wrestling and uh, just kind of chat about what's going on with those uh, topics. And uh, we'll start with count number one this week. And this comes to us from uh, comicbook.com. Uh, why Braun Breaker wasn't called up from NXT in the 2023 draft. Uh, they saw a whopping 19 NXT wrestlers get called up to the main roster, uh, some of which uh, have been up before. Jinder Mahal and Apollo Crews are two examples. Uh, but one name many expected to see get called up was Braun Breaker, and he was uh, not called up, um, which surprised many people. The per insider at WRK Wrestling, his immediate success as a heel is actually what halted the call-up process. From Twitter, regarding Braun Breaker going undrafted, we've heard there were tentative plans to draft Braun to the main roster, but officials are so impressed with his heel persona, he remained in NXT to better cultivate his character. There are tentative plans to call him up after SummerSlam. Now, the big question surrounding Breaker is whether or not he'll fully embrace his Steiner heritage once he jumps the main roster. Uh, While he physically resembles Hall of Fame father Rick Steiner, his promos are a glimpse of his more bombastic uncle, Scott Steiner. Uh, Shawn Michaels told comicbook.com last year, I think Braun is going to be incredibly successful, no matter what you call him. He's very bright, talented, unbelievably wonderful young man. I'll say this, I think now he's established Braun Breaker pretty darn well. Let's put it that way. What we wanted to make sure that we did in NXT is not run from it or pretend like it wasn't there. And I think that's what has helped him. I think uh, the transition that he made into the new name and character, it made it a bit easier. We didn't pretend like it wasn't there and he wasn't a Steiner by bringing his father out and making reference to who he was and where he came from. I think that's made it a little bit easier. So, uh, you know, the, the question here that, of course, the story brings up is why did Braun Breaker not get a call-up? Um, and, uh, you know, we saw, uh, you know, this past week, uh, Garrison Waller uh, finally show up on SmackDown. We saw Cameron Grimes, uh, who's been off TV for a while, get a quick win over Baron Corbin. Um, 
you know, we've been seeing these NXT people show up on Raw. We got Zoe Stark and a nice win over Nikki Cross. And uh, we saw Indy Hartwell backstage with The Way, which was an NXT faction. So it's interesting that Braun is not being called up. Now, I think, in all honesty, uh, they wanted to just see how Braun would handle being a heel and kind of do the flip and make him a heel so that Carmelo could be a face for that first win, you know, defending the title. And I don't think it was a long-term process. I thought they, they did that just to kind of see how he handles it and to give Carmelo something for momentum going further as the baby face NXT champion. But then you see that Braun Breaker is actually probably a better heel than he is a face um, because he's a Steiner. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think that it looks like that taking the time, allowing him to cultivate this character a little bit more as a heel will only benefit because he's used to it as a face. So on the main roster, you know, you, you're flipping every couple of years. So this is actually, I think, a good thing. And one of the reasons that AEW could use a developmental system, especially now that they don't have dark or elevation um, to, you know, bring in younger talent and try to see how they work. Um, Simon. What is your opinions on the call-up not happening? And do you think there is any truth to the so-called rumor that they've heard, apparently, that Braun might be called up after SummerSlam? Well, I can't really speak much to the SummerSlam rumors, although that would surely be something that could work. Uh, you know, honestly, he'll make a splash. I think we all know it's going to happen. We've been talked about the potential upside of Braun Breaker, even outside of his pedigree. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, let's talk about the facts. Is he a better damn heel than him as a face? Yes. Is he a better heel than most people anticipated as far as in the company? They weren't expecting that. <clears throat> I mean, like when you said he was acting like his uncle, I was waiting for him to say something about the hoes. Holla if you hear me. Like I was ready because because he gives me that same that same swag. You know, what I mean, that same ass swag. And it just goes to show the testament of, you know, good, uh, good angel, bad angel. If you dress up his daddy as the angel and dress up his uncle as the devil, that would be perfect. And it would be, you know, that personality. But what I will tell you is this. Um, Battleground's going to be fire. And I'm telling you what's leading the charge is that uh, Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker. Like, like, like I'm telling you, man, they, they, they couldn't have split it better that way. And I'll close it with this on my end. When you're in NXT, now that everybody is, is seeing that NXT has a good formula, right, to let's, take, let's not take the cookies out of the oven prematurely, but let's not leave them in too long because then ain't nobody going to want to chew on them hard-ass things. Ron Breaker is going to be your next Roman Reigns. 
hundred percent. If you don't know that, then I I don't know what show you're watching, or if you've been watching WWE. I don't know. He is. He he smells like a Roman Reigns blueprint. He talks like a Roman Reigns blueprint. I'm sure he wipes his ass with with hundred dollar bills because because that's what WWE has for him. Hell yeah, stay your ass at NXT as long as you can. Work out the kinks with how to be a heel, the best heel you can be. So that way, as what Michael said, you're going to flip-flop throughout your career a couple of times. You know it works. You know it doesn't work. I'm super excited. I, I As I mentioned in the last show before, that entrance that they they plugged this this upcoming, or this week, matched with his new heel persona even better. I mean, it, the shit was, was fire. Yeah. Uh, Steve, when you look at it, here's another guy who is a second generation wrestler. Um, we know where Cody is now, but it took Cody a decade to get there. Um, it looks like Dominic Mysterio is on his way to doing those steps, but Dominic didn't get the, uh, the uh, luxury of NXT. Um, so here you have another guy who... Uh, barring him going down to uh, Mississippi and pulling some uh, scandal like uh, DiBiase Jr., uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know he uh, he looks to be set um, and will you know take his place and ultimately essentially like a Roman Reigns will kind of be put in that position and. Almost very exciting, the potential of seeing a Steiner versus Rhodes match down the line, especially with Cody as an ultra baby and, and uh, Braun as a, a you know badass heel. Um, do you think that in the gist of having these uh, second generation guys um, that... Um, you know, this is the way to go is develop him enough so that when you bring him up, basically you're going to probably put him straight into one of the bigger, probably U.S. title or intercontinental yeah. titles, right? Without a doubt, man. I, I, I think that, you know, I, I just putting it out there, I did not buy Babyface Braun Breaker. I wasn't a fan. Um, not whatsoever. And, you know, now that he's, you know, done his heel turn and now that he's shown more of an edge and proven that he can do more than play that that white meat baby face that, you know, he doesn't look right playing. Um, it's good that he's actually being cast in a role that's correct for him. Um, he's definitely much more of a natural heel. And, yeah, I think that, you know, Anytime that you can take advantage of gaining the pedigree from one of these one of these guys that happens to be a second or a th third generation um, wrestler, I think that that does nothing but bode well for the future of not just that particular wrestler, but also for the company because you're you're nurturing the future by treating the present in a good way. Okay. Sure. So obviously you're, you're not looking strictly to the past. They have to continue to shift out of that mindset and focus on what's here, what's now focus on the roster that they have, because obviously 
that's what you're going to do. You're going to build those bloodlines just naturally by these people that are getting more and more invested in this lifestyle product. The more and more that professional wrestling is mainstream, the more that it's going to gain attention. And the more and more that these kids that are being born to the people in the business, they're going to be more apt to take up the family business because it is more respected than what it was in years past. And, and with it being more mainstream, that does nothing but help the future of the product. Yep. And Charlotte Flair is the biggest example of that, I think. Uh, really quick. Uh, and just just tell me th this answer. Uh, no explanation. Just uh, each of you. Uh, Simon first. Uh, does he get called up uh, SummerSlam time? Uh, does he make a surprise entry in the Rumble? Or does he come up the Raw after Mania? Hmm. Rumble. Okay, Steve? SummerSlam. Okay. There you go. All right, second count. This comes from E! Wrestling News. Randy Orton's doctors have advised <laughs> against returning to the ring. Randy Orton has not been seen on WWE television since last May when the Usos defeated RK-Bro. Uh, Orton had fusion back surgery last November that would keep him out of action for an extended period of time. While speaking with Sports Kita, Cowboy Bob Orton commented on his son's progress, noting that Randy's doctors have told him not to return to the ring. He said he's training, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. If he feels like he's ready to go back, I think he might, but again, he's pretty well taken care of. I don't think he needs to do that, and I think the doctors have told him not to, but Randy will do what Randy wants to do. Uh, you know, it's interesting because we've heard over the years many times about neck, neck fusion surgery, okay? Pretty common thing. Back fusion is a whole nother uh, animal. And uh, Randy is uh, in his mid-40s now. So uh, this becomes a question. Uh, is it worth it? Because as Bob said, he is pretty set. Simon, you came up with this one. Uh, what do you think about him? Is he ever coming back? Oh, he's definitely coming back. Come on. <laughs> okay. You you can't keep a viper down unless you cut his head off. And as far as I know, he had back fusion surgery, not put your head back on your shoulders. But um, it is it, definitely my biggest question is, is we know he's coming back. I'd be shocked if he's if he doesn't. But if he does come back, will he be. 100 percent in you know capacity like he normally is i mean we look at you know a lot of his move sets and stuff and that is something that could uh in time hurt your back you know what i mean you know kind of looking doing a little research on on the actual back back fusion surgery you know it's six yeah. months recovery yeah absolutely so i i don't know i mean that's my only big thing because a lot of his moves not a lot of people can do what he can do. So I wonder, is that back going to really limit it? And one particular one is that um, um, that, that power slam. Isn't it power slam he does? 
uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's your all lower back. Yeah. Uh, well, and don't forget too, uh, you are taking bat bumps constantly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially it? when you hit the RKO. An RKO, yeah. it is a back bump, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So so Steve, what Simon said too about that potential of him coming back. Um, you know, someone who you can say is uh, an interesting comparison right now is the fact that Edge is uh, currently, you know, looking to wind down his career. But he did have a 10-year period where he was not wrestling. And so that essentially extends your lifeline when you could come back. Is it possible that with Randy um, being fairly constant over the years, uh, barring the suspensions and you know the, the injuries that he's had, uh, does that make it even more uh, you know difficult for a guy who continues to go out there to then kind of stay away from Father Time catching up? Um, and Bob said one of the most interesting things, Randy's going to do what Randy wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even if Father Time is catching up, do you think that Randy Orton is just kind of that personality where he might just want to just give it one more run and um, do it, you know, for, for that last time spent, you know, time spent? Uh, against possible doctor's orders. Yeah, I definitely think he's. I, we're going to see him again. He's going to have one more run. Um, realistically, I think that whenever somebody comes back from a major injury, we see them shift their moveset, and right. we shift the style that they wrestle. Um, I think that this will be another one of those instances. Uh, I don't think that we'll see another RKO, for instance. And if we do, it's going to be a very, very rare thing. Um, right. It wouldn't surprise me if he has some sort of a new submission type of a finisher when he comes back. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to say, you know, have Orton go to a strictly a ground-based wrestling kind right. of moveset. But realistically, I, I think that he can come back he can reduce the number of bumps that he takes on his back and he right. can go for a couple more years if he makes the necessary changes. Well, and you know, let's, let's think about it too. Uh, the smart way to do it is uh, to work a schedule like edges worked to yep. work a Brock Lesnar type schedule. He doesn't have to be on the show every week. Um, so, you know, he has that luxury he can take over that schedule from Brock. Yeah, he he can. Uh, I mean, realistically, like yeah. we're we're seeing Brock's time wind down. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, you could replace one special attraction with another. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he he could. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, and I kind of uh, I like your idea. Um, I, I would call his new submission move the RK slow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, RK and, slow. That and sounds it, like a porn video. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a uh, 
it's a version of a camel clutch but it's it's like a rocking chair recliner so it's like an old man just rocking there retiring the arcade slow what is his dialogue going to be as he's rocking over and over again voices in my head or some shit i mean i don't don't know i i'm not too (laughs) sure what dialogue wrestlers have when they're putting it on their finishers (laughs) (laughs) it's a new one to me rk slow wow all right third topic uh this comes to us from sb nation cage side seats Becky Lynch is sick of all the part-timers and celebrities taking spots away in WWE. Becky Lynch is sick and tired of watching part-timers and celebrities walk in WWE and take important spots from the full-time wrestlers. During an interview on Mark Andrews' My Love Letter to Wrestling, Becky was asked about which stars outside of WWE she would like to see come in and maybe work with, and the man didn't hold back, expressing her disdain for the idea. No, I don't want to see wrestlers come in. I want to see wrestlers come in and wrestle. I want to see the people that love this, that work for this, that are working year-round, making the towns wrestling four days a week and not being home to see their family, not being able to take vacations because this is a 52 week a year gig. I want them to get rewarded. I want them to wrestle on WrestleMania. That's what I want. I don't care about the celebrities. I don't care about you. You don't put your blood, heart and soul into this business. You don't do what we do. You don't sacrifice like we do for this business. You just come in for the spotlight, and good for you, and thank you for bringing in some eyes, but that's not what this business is built on. So if you want to be a Cindy Lauper and come in and help and manage and put the spotlight on us, then this is great. Put the spotlight on us, but I don't want to put the spotlight on you. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, <laughs> so... What's interesting about that to me, and Steve, I'll get to you in a second. This is your story, but um, you know, she she put out there Cindy Lauper, but at the same time, at WrestleMania one, Mister T was wrestling in the main event, tagging with Hulk Hogan against Piper and Orndorff, um, with by the way Bob Orton Senior in their corner. So there's a nice tie into all this. Uh it's interesting that she says that um one of the things that we just saw is we saw bad bunny and damian priest tear down a fucking insane crowd in puerto rico and even though damian priest definitely was the one who carried bunny to make him look great bunny put in the work and the time and he has in the matches he's coming and wrestling and the same with Logan Paul. Um, you just cannot deny that those two guys have stood out because they look like they've been here this whole time. And does this also extend her feelings? Uh, she specifically talked about celebrities, but the headline said part-timers. And that was interesting. So... Steve, do you think that, uh, A, she has a point on the celebrities, and B, do you think that 
she was hinting towards some of the part-timers as well and almost effectively saying that people like Brock Lesnar eh, don't necessarily have the same passion that she has. Without question. I, uh, I, I was pretty surprised to see this take uh, from Becky, but it makes sense. Uh, everything that I've read about her, things that I've seen about her when she's not, you know, in character doing that kind of thing is uh, she's very passionate about the business and upholding the sanctity of the business and professional wrestling. And it's, I mean, it, it falls in line with, you know, it just reaffirms what I've, what I've seen from her. Um, but also she does realize that they do draw eyes to the product and she makes, makes mention of that fact. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the, the people that are there week in and week out that get rewarded. Now she's also gone on record to say some, some very uh, inflammatory things toward uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, the fact that he got hot shotted straight up to the world title picture, you know, feuding with, and quite frankly, beating her husband every single match that they've had. Um, so I, I think that, you know, I don't know if there's some bad blood there um, or if, you know, we're starting to see some cracks show uh, with the uh, the overall attitude toward the business. And, you know, if not embracing the uh, the, the part timers, the uh, the things that have you know recently happened, I'd say, especially in the last 10 years, uh, getting more and more part timers involved more and more of the the celebrity involvement which has always been there but now you're getting more of it as a quantity um it's it's very eye-opening more than anything you know simon when you look at the celebrity usage wwe um probably has you know the longest track record out of you know anything right of of using people um and we can we can even you know put it into the form of any type of entertainment um saturday night live is probably the only other show on tv that has these types of guests right who mm -hmm add to your cast mm -hmm. um and it's a hard thing to do and it's a hard thing to do and bring in balance because for years people say saturday night live is not funny and then you have certain hosts who come in and all of a sudden you go that episode was fucking fire so is she right in thinking that, well, everyone should get those opportunities to be in WrestleMania because they do it all the time? Or is the whole idea of WrestleMania, since the beginning, obviously, that the idea isn't focused on wrestling? It brings attention to wrestling, but the idea is on the spectacle of the event and therefore on the bigger shows you're going to use celebrities to bump the product you know even higher especially because they know what the fuck they're doing with celebrities 
Well, I definitely think that it's always like as as you were kind of going down that road. It, it it's always been the thing. It's just evolving. You know, having the stars come in. It's not just a WrestleMania thing either. I think they're taking the recipe of WrestleMania uh, one and two, and you know they've added on to it every year. But now they're starting to spread it into whether it be through week, weekly uh, syndicated television tapings with one-off specials. You know, um, and it does bring eyes to the product on a broader scale. I liked how you use the Saturday Night Live uh thing because you know saturday night live is very much kind of like uh, what people think of wrestling sometimes you know you'll have people that are polarized wrestling yeah. is horrible you watch that shit to yeah man i watched that same thing for saturday night live some people will say the same thing oh the, that shit is whack it's not even funny and some people are like man that was awesome sketches that happened in a lot of the greats that dawned it so for them to have a lot in common with that formula totally makes sense because when john cena uh, or The Rock or other celebrities that even weren't associated with wrestling went on there. People remember those episodes. And that got them, I, I, I like to call it the trickle-down effect, to where they may go and watch the next week after Saturday Night Live. And so now you're talking about numbers that you didn't anticipate on before. So that's one thing. I'll give a perfect example of why this makes sense. So my son likes Bad Bunny. Now, my son is is a flip-flopper when it comes to wrestling. Some days he's he's on fire, wants to watch it. And other times he's just not. Well, Bad Bunny was going to be there, and he was watching. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And he ended up watching this week. And, you know, Bad Bunny went on there, but he was watching, thinking Bad Bunny was going to be on there. That's right. formula for success. Now, even though you didn't kind of ask that question, I wanted to kind of throw in if that's okay. Yeah. Really, this is just what Becky Lynch does. Even before Becky Lynch became the man and she got big, she found her niche in doing these one-offs, whether it be podcasts, whether it be these articles, making controversy to basically say a topic that everybody's talking about and expand on it and right. give it her own little take. And it's worked for her. And she's really good at doing it. And let's be honest, she is going up against a feud with a part-timer. Trust me, all of us men would love Trish Stratus to be full-time. Hell, I want to celebrate Mother's Day every single day with Trish Stratus. But at the end of the day, she's a part-timer, so this makes sense why she's saying this. This is drumming up their feud that they have. You know what's really interesting? Let's flip it on her. And let's say this. Do The Rock and John Cena and Dave Bautista... And Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, all these guys who have done movies, should they not have gone into the movie business because they were professional wrestlers? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's asinine. You're in the entertainment industry, Becky. It's as simple as that, you know? It's sports entertainment. It, well, that's the whole thing. It's not wrestling. All right? You want to wrestle, you go to New Japan, right? But look, New Japan even has a Sasha Banks. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Mercedes um, Monet. You know, it it's it's been something for years and years and years that it's broken down into the idea that it's entertainment and for Becky to come out and, you know, you're right, Simon, she's she's making her waves. 
um the the idea that it's like oh these people shouldn't be here it's like yeah but becky you just possibly made because you know bad bunny was on a show or or logan paul was on a show you just possibly made hundreds or thousands of new fans for yourself which means your t-shirt sale is better you know what i'm saying like they are bringing in more eyes like she said but it's even more than that because of the fact that the celebrities bring these new eyes who can become your fan the part-timers not so much all right we know the part-timers are established people to bring back some of the older eyes or to bring back the people who are now moms and dads who they can say to their kid oh we gotta go see this because this was one of my favorite wrestlers you know or you know john cena now through fame and movies or dave batista or the rock they show up on your product and you're getting every single eye you could possibly get because you just covered every fucking angle so business wise if becky listen seth don't let becky run your training company out there in iowa that's all i gotta say because it sounds like she's not really in tune but let me ask you this question though it, it, it maybe i read this article and totally thought different maybe i don't have the whole piece of the enchilada but I feel like, again, this is just her spinning her little web. You know, it's just a work. This ain't even really probably her substantiated opinion. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it could be, it could be a work, but yeah, I, I, I think mean, it's totally a work because, because it sounds more of like the man. If you just, if you didn't even know who Becky Lynch was, right? And you hear the man, it wouldn't be a very passive person. Name uh, one no. person called the man that's passive no, and but, doesn't have an opinion. But if I don't know who Becky Lynch is, that's the whole point. So Becky Lynch right. essentially is doing exactly what they do by bringing in the fucking entertainers is she's creating a buzz yeah. to get attention. JoJo Siwa. She's going to wrestle JoJo Siwa. You watch. Mark my words. On this day, Simon Street said she's going to wrestle JoJo Siwa. You watch. I don't know if she's going to wrestle her, but I've said in the past that I agree. JoJo would probably be someone who will end up wrestling at some point. Listen, that's the other thing I was going to bring up because I'm glad you said that. If you look at the history, it's funny she said Cindy Lauper because most of the involvement from celebrity women has been non-wrestling capacity. Snooki Maria Menudos. Oh. Anyone else you can think of? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Um, so good point. Yeah. So what happens when they find uh, a bigger name female, um, someone who might be uh, associated with maybe uh, being an action star or, you know, someone who's in, let's say they got, uh, uh, Godot, the, the you know Wonder Girl Woman. Godot. Yeah, Girl Super Woman, retiring. She's, she's an action hero. What if they were able to get her to come in and wrestle Becky Lynch? Do you think Russ, Becky Lynch would be going? Eh, eh. Oh, she's definitely going to do it. And and and, and if yeah. you think about it, you, may, you, you make would want really Becky. Well, well, that's the thing. You would want Becky. Do you see what I'm saying? If 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 yeah. because because she's going to be safe. She's definitely going to protect yeah. you. 
and she's going to make you look good. So at the end of the day, it's like customer service 101. That's why I said she's got to know. I mean, come on, you're married to Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins is pretty much a wrestler's wrestler. Do you see what I'm saying? I haven't heard nothing negative about him at his school. I mean, so so obviously if you and I'm not saying that every married couple shares the same ideals, but I am saying that Seth Rollins knows this business frontwards and backwards, right? So does she. She knows the same. She, yeah. she I, you would assume, right? No, well, we know, we know. Yeah. But but that's the thing. The thing is, is that um, the business is associated with getting a buzz, and whether it be you bringing in people or you going out and giving interviews. Everything leads to that attention coming back to the product and the company. And it's a very simple formula. Um, And it's funny that, you know, that Becky would take a staunch wrestling stance in an era where if you're in the WWE, you know what the whole purpose of it is. It's a money machine. We know that. 100%. So... Um, and I think it's funny because you can compare AEW. AEW has problems with their celebrities. Why? Because they don't know how to do it. AEW is a wrestling company. If Becky wants to wrestle, go to AEW. And you'll get more fucking eyes on AEW per week now by bringing in Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch because of why? The fact that they were established in the biggest entertainment company in the industry of professional wrestling. So it all comes around to the fact that you make the fan who wants to follow you. And eventually they make a baby who then becomes a fan who wants to follow you. And if your lifespan in wrestling is 25, 30 years, you've got potentially three generations of fans watching you in one family. Hey, it's all about exposure, man. I mean, me and my son said the other day, looking at Trish Stratus, like he straight up said she's hot. And I said, yes, son, I know. That was a great generational sharing. (laughs) It was awesome. That's that's funny, too, because I believe you told me that the first exposure your son had to professional wrestling was the China sex tape. No, not that one. Not that one. That was an accident. You know, I had to explain to him that uh, she had tripped and fell. And uh, he had to check that's, her temperature. No, I'm joking. That's how. That's how. That's, that's how uh, X Pac got one night in China. There you go. <laughs> Only one night. That's more nights than what uh, you know. Dom will have in mommy. I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation about. Uh, you better wrestling. watch out and not touch your butt too much and be posting that shit. Yeah, <laughs> about wrestling couples and what happens when uh, you take uh, entertainment to the next form of uh, reality. And uh, Buddy Matthews is now. Uh, <laughs> but isn't it weird though how they send those pictures? But I, I always wanted to hear Buddy Matthews say, "Yeah, dude, I banged your sister." Not really. Well. <laughs> You know, I mean, that would be great. Um, I I think that it's wonderful that and probably thought out that it was his real life girlfriend. Yeah, Dominic's, you know, I think I think this was it was thought out. Um, But then on this on the second point, you you want to talk celebrities. Well, he did date Alexa Bliss forever. And then. Yeah. When they broke up and after a while, 
Ryan Cabrera ends yep. up marrying Alexa Bliss. It's so, all like friends in it, it, anyways, right? We we all just we're one big community, and we all know each other, and there's a little bit of DNA in everybody. Well, and 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 entertain again, entertainment, that industry, music people, actors, all of that just comes around. That sports entertainment is part of that, and Ryan Cabrera loved Alexa Bliss. She already loved that band for years ago. They didn't know anything about each other liking each other. They meet, and all of a sudden, they're getting married. So shit happens in funny ways. And um, without these entertainers, you probably don't have pro wrestling, and you definitely don't have, uh, you know, WrestleMania for sure. So, Can I ask uh, a question just really quick? My apologies. If you had to bring in a female that's a superstar – off the top of your head, who would you bring in that Becky could go with? A superstar female? Yeah, just off the top of your head, without thinking too much on it. Well, I, I, I mean, I brought it up. I think Gal Gadot would be the, uh, the go-to because she's, I mean, she's fucking Wonder Woman. So that's me. That makes all the sense in the world. Okay. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. I, I, I didn't even think about about Gal Gadot, but. You make a great point, Michaels. I was going to say Michelle Rodriguez. I mean, that's that's another one. Yep. Yep. That's another one. Uh, by the way, both of them were in Fast and Furious, the franchise, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think uh, Charlize Theron would be another one. Hell um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Uh, you could put into the Fast and Furious, as we've seen... <laughs> The Rock, Cena. I'm surprised Batista isn't in yet. Um, so, you know, wrestlers drop well into action. Sure do. And I think you could take action stars and put them into the wrestling ring uh, for for the females. And you just start with that franchise, and you're pretty much fucking set. So, all right. Final words before we uh, say goodnight. All right. Simon Street. Well, I just wanted to say uh, to all the mothers out there, thank you so much for, uh, you know, from one guy, and I think all of us can speak for us, our moms have made a big impact in most of our lives um, and have always been there for us, probably understand us, probably better than our dads sometimes. (laughs) So we appreciate you on this great grand day. May all of you have your day your way and uh, every day after. And um want to send one special shout out to my own mother. Uh, thank you so much for putting up with me and my hijinks and uh, throughout the years. Uh, appreciate it. And for you, Sin City Steve. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. As has been mentioned, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers listening, watching us. Uh, special shout out to my mom, I love you and thank you for putting up with me as well. Um, Very special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands, foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. Um, And last but not least, repsports.com, reppsports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. There you go. 
And that is Mother's Day, so a special shout-out to DJ Impact and his lovely wife and his mom as well. Um, mm -hmm. And thank you all uh, of your moms, Sin City Steve, Simon Street, and DJ Impact for putting up with your shit all these years. So, all right, everyone. Uh, that is Three Count for the week. Uh, join us again next week when we stream out Wrestling Talk and Three Count live 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, next week we'll have uh, DJ Impact back and uh, we're going to explore some more of the world of professional wrestling. Until then, everybody, happy wrestling. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.